More than 20 people have died of rabies infection in Kerala this year alone, and five among them suffered the ill fate despite being vaccinated. A seven-member committee has been formed to study the efficacy of the vaccine in the state. But it has not been enough to cure the soaring anxiety levels amongst the public. Hi and welcome to the latest episode of Newsbreak. This is Harita Benjamin and today we are here to discuss the spiraling number of rabies cases in Kerala and the efficacy or the alleged inefficacy of the anti-rabies vaccine. We have with us two eminent professionals in the medical field to discuss the issue with us. Dr. Aravindan KP, the medical director of Microhealth Laboratories, Coricode, and former professor and head at the Department of Pathology at Government Medical College, Coricode, and Dr. Prasoon Kuruvilla, the consultant physician at Caritas Hospital and Institute of Health Sciences, Kottayam, has joined us today. So, Dr. Aravindan, let's start with the basics. Could you briefly describe how rabies manifests itself in the human body when one is infected? Rabies virus is a small RNA virus which uh, gets into the body by animal bites, particularly dogs, but it can also be transmitted by other animals like cats or other wild animals like ferrets or even bats. And uh, once it gets into the body, uh, it travels to the nerve and it gets fixed to the nerve and then through the nerves it passes, it uh, travels to the brain and once it reaches the brain, the full-fledged rabies disease develops. So uh, the critical point is after entry of the virus into the body by a bite, the travel to the nearest nerve and fix into the nerve. That is the critical period which we have prevented by our various vaccinations and other methods. So, Dr. Prasoon, could you elaborate on what Dr. Aravindan just said? Yeah, whenever a vector organism bites the victim, the saliva of the vector contains the rabies virus. So, this rabies virus is inoculated into the wound of the victim. So, from there, usually it remains around the wound, that virus remains around the wound for some time and later it starts migrating through the nervous tissues. So, nervous tissues are present in almost all parts of the body. So, it can migrate through the nervous tissue into the central nervous system where it produces infection which is known as encephalitis. So, until otherwise the encephalitis occurs, the patient will remain asymptomatic. So, this is how the disease spreads from the wound site or the contaminated site to the disease. So, disease is basically an infection of the central nervous system. That means the brain and the brain stem. So, the infection of the brain and the brain stem causes all the symptomatic features of this disease or the symptoms of the disease are basically due to the infection of the central nervous system. Now, uh, you spoke about how treating the wound site is critical to preventing the spread of the infection. So, how important is wound management when it comes to dog bites and rabies? Yeah, as I have told you, the initially after the bite or when there is contamination of the wound with the saliva of the vector organism, the virus remains for some time around the wound. So, the cleaning of the wound is utmost important. So, you can remove almost 80% of the virus by just cleaning the wound. 
that you have to use a running tap water at least for 15 minutes you have to wash the wound and if you have access to soap use soap so cleaning the wound with soap and a running water preferably a tap water running tap water for 15 minutes can remove they said that almost 80% of the virus can be removed from the wound site and if you have got access to the medical aid you can use ethanol which can sterilize the wound or which can kill the virus in the wound or you can use povidone iodine Now Dr Aravindan our health minister Veena George recently said in the assembly that people suffering from dog bites on critical body parts like say face fingers and so on are more prone to the spread of the disease and is it true that the vaccine is ineffective if the virus has already entered the nerve what she said is absolutely true critical bites to the face and the arms are uh, very critical because uh, there are far many more nerves in that area right. not only that any bite to the face also means that the virus has to travel only a very short distance to the brain it is not the vaccine it's not a problem with the vaccine right. so this happened before the vaccine could start taking effect because vaccine will take minimum of 2 weeks for the antibodies to develop after you administer the vaccine another thing is administration serum and administration serum is now given in most cases particularly those of bites of uh, face and hand you have to give this serum and maybe there is uh, we don't know the what we have to really investigate is this first critical steps which occurs in the immediate aftermath of the bite or uh, within few hours whether the serum has been administered properly into the wound serum right. is given into the wound entire serum is to be given into the wound right. so in a bite near the eye and all it's not very easy to administer this entire serum into the wound you know without producing other kinds of injuries so these are the kinds of critical things that we have to really examine and it's not the vaccine at all so uh, dr aravindan was just talking about how the administration of the serum is important in case of a dog bite Now hospitals also offer the option of immunoglobulin when a patient visits. So Dr. Prasoon, what exactly is the difference between the two modes of treatment? Basically, serum yes. and immunoglobulin are totally different. Okay. So basically it works in the same way but the immunoglobulin and serum are slightly different. We are yes. extracting serum from the holes and that is injected into the bone site and into the patient. so some antibodies which are the host antibodies not the human antibodies so this serum is slightly different from the immunoglobulin immunoglobulins are humanized antibodies regarding the immunoglobulin and the serum it is only the cause that is the matter so if you want lesser cost to go for the serum which is costing less and if 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 the patient can afford the immunoglobulin that will be the better option Now uh, there is also a question amongst the public as to why a rabies vaccine is given in installments as opposed to a single dose. Now does it also guarantee a lifelong immunity from the disease? So in order to produce an antibody it takes time. So if you get vaccinated on the day 0, yeah it takes at least 7 days for your body to prepare an antibody against the particular virus. Okay. So, when you take a higher dose of vaccine on day one, 
and subsequent doses are given within a period of 7 or 10 days the antigenicity is much more than when you take a single shot so the antibody developed will be much more so our aim is to produce an antibody within the minimum incubation period so in order to produce the antibody within the minimum incubation period we are giving the vaccine in in, in serial doses right okay and and the other things the we are giving as booster doses we usually administer the rabies vaccine after a person is bitten so is there any possibility where the vaccine can be given prior to the bite is it harmful if administered without a bite yeah. nowhere in the world post uh, rabies vaccine is never given prior to a bite yeah. because bites are not that common you know unlike in india yeah. um, uh, western countries and other places where they bring all these protocols it's not very it's a common event but uh, countries like india i think we should really start thinking in this in those terms whether at least the high risk people you know whether they should get the pre exposure prophylaxis right that would be quite effective you know those who are high risk of getting a dog bite for example hmm. then um, why not they get uh, immunized uh, earlier itself so yeah. that is um, something that uh, we really have to think of in countries like india Now though the anti rabies vaccines bought through the Kerala Medical Corporation Limited have the quality standard certification of the center serious questions have been raised about the efficacy of these vaccines in your opinion is it possible that the vaccine quality is compromised as i said earlier you know yeah. in this particular case uh, vaccine is not to be suspected at all so we have no reason to suspect the quality of antibodies uh, uh, vaccine that has been given but uh, serum serum you know the quality of serum has to be really checked okay. and also whether the serum has been administered in time and whether it has been administered properly whether the cold chain mechanisms you know keeping it uh, stored uh, um, continuously in Uh, uh, low temperature has it been really achieved and things like that you have to go into i think we should concentrate more on the serum rather than the vaccine now uh, both for serum and vaccines there uh, uh, training uh, is given you know because vaccines are now given intradermally in kerala we, uh, we give intradermally so intradermal vaccination needs a little more of training or uh, experience so that is usually given um even for uh, uh, serum administration the best way of uh, administering serum all these are training is given but uh, whether this has been adequate or not we have to reexamine in case of because of this that uh, uh, you know we have to examine we examine this whole issue and if necessary we have to give uh, uh, more uh, adequate uh, kind of training if necessary i'm not saying that it has not been given In the case of covid we have seen that the vaccine is less effective in certain variants of coronavirus so is the mutation of rabies virus also a possibility that we have to consider rabies so far natural uh, mutations and natural change you know that has not been a big problem so far nobody has really uh, noticed that kind of change but people right. are always wary you know something like this happening yeah. either naturally or even biological uh, it can be a very useless biological uh, warfare weapon even you know this virus yeah. so all these things are uh, possible and now we have uh, tools and technologies to really look at these things 
so we can look at the virus uh, uh, genome and uh, do a sequencing like we did in so many cases of covid yeah. and see if there has been any change uh, in those lines right as we earlier mentioned there are different types of bites in case of rabies right so how is it important to classify and why is it important to classify these different types of wounds it was only bites to the hand and face that uh, they used to give fever but now the recommendation the newer class of newer category any wound which elicits blood you know any anything in which even a drop of blood uh, emerges or if there is discontinuity or a wound in the skin uh, it is classified as class 3 and in all those cases it is recommended that serum should be given well let's look at the recent scenario rabies cases are on an unusual rise in kerala so why is this so why the sudden surge in number of cases of rabies if you look at the root cause of what this is due to i think we may end up by uh, root cause would be the amount of food waste that lies around so the kind of food waste in uh, uh, which is thrown around is producing an ecosystem where these animals are thriving and multiplying right. reproducing so large numbers so there's a sort of population explosion of dogs that is going on right on that light could you also you know mention a few measures that can be undertaken by the administration to bring down the upward spiral of rabies infections in the state so we have to rely on uh, the birth control uh, measures primarily the tubectomy which is done with the dog for this we have to cast the dog and then take it to a center veterinarian and do a this tubectomy uh, operation and uh, all these things for a local body may not really really may not work out that yeah. easily uh, many times so and um, for the uh, there are no animal shelters to keep this trade off and uh, again it is a not a very easy problem with the current budget and other things that they have on yeah. the lack of space for uh, local bodies to have uh, this kind of shelter so there are uh, multiple issues that are there you know primarily all arising from the increased weight so we may have to have some kind of limited culling uh, uh, measures to um, bring down the population to certain level and then use this animal birth control measures as well as building shelters you know limited shelters with the current numbers all these are not possible really so uh, we have to have some sort of integrated plan you know of waste management plus this animal uh, number control the availability of antiserum and how uh, uh, the importance of getting this antiserum within a very short period of let's say 6 hours or so you have to get the antiserum so you have to go to the nearest center for getting this and uh, it will be very useful if you can get it from an app you know uh, and made public by the government then it will be very useful for people to really get to know where it is and so going to one hospital saying that uh, it is not here so they will go to another place and waste time so that kind of uh, measures also would be really helpful out of this 20 people or 21 people who died the vast majority were not vaccinated that is equally worrying you know just like people with vaccination have died you know equally worrying is the fact that uh, so many people did not take a vaccine after a dog bite
Right. With that, uh, we come to the end of today's news break episode. Uh, thank you, Dr. Aravindan and Dr. Prasoon, for shedding light on this very important issue. A big thanks to the audience for tuning in. Be sure to come back next week for more clutter-free news explainers from On Manorama. Thank you.